And we're back. Welcome to Rain City Supercars, episode 62. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And we're alive. We are. We survived Scottsdale. Barely. <laughs> we have some great stories from that, but we have so many great stories that we are going to tie that into its own episode. So you guys will hear that one. The, ones, the ones we remember, at least. Yeah. Hey, we made it home eventually. <laughs> I know there were electric scooters. That's about all. <laughs> and I know we didn't make it home on the electric scooter. That's about all I remember. <laughs> it was a good night. Yeah, it was a good night. Yeah. A good time. Anyway. A good time for... As usual, we are brought to you by Haggerty Classic Car Insurance and Rainier Beer. Our guest this week is Mark Green from Cars Yeah. And no other than Mark. No yeah, other than the, Mark uh, Green. Yes. Yeah. The Mark Green. The father of automotive podcasting here in the Northwest. Ooh, yeah. What an introduction. The yeah. pressure's on. <laughs> You, really, you have a great voice for, for podcasting. Well, you thank you, you very much. My mother gave me this voice. <laughs> oh, it must have been a manly woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we start the show by disrespecting my mother. I'm out of Bl- here. Blessed woman that she was. <laughs> thank you. I mean, yeah. Yes. Any mother put up, that put up with you and or any, my mother put up with me. You know. Yes. Blessed souls. Mom, blessed souls. Nick yeah. loves you. Absolutely. Love you. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Hi, Mom. Hi. <laughs> so... We have a lot to cover, obviously. It's fun to be interviewing in a, a podcaster, somebody who's used to being on the other side of the mic. We were doing our sound check before well, this. Well, hold he, on. He's not just a podcaster. He's a TV personality. That's right. So TV personality. He stepped yeah. up in, in yeah. value. And I have, I have a little problem with the paparazzi around here. I yeah, mean, that's a All problem. they do that's is shoot problem. pictures. I, I couldn't even get out of my car without having to write uh, type, you know, autographs. Same. I mean, it was just, it's been a struggle. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, if you could see what we just saw, yes. you turn off the you, podcast. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want your eyes anymore. <laughs> No. Yeah, this is a reminder we are broadcasting in front of a live studio audience, so yeah. you may hear them in the background or them messing with us in the background. <laughs> Our <laughs> photographer was currently flashing us. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that was not with a camera flash. No. <laughs> no, that was pleasant. Wow. Yes. I'm impressed. You guys are top notch. <laughs> I'm going to call my agent and find out why he signed me up to this deal. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. He owed me a favor. Did he? I know. <laughs> well, he does because he's the guy in the mirror. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and in all seriousness, you guys, what you guys are doing with this podcast is very cool. And I have to say, I'm up here at the Drivers Club with uh, Doug Perry, past guest on Cars. Yeah, and looking around this facility, this place is over-the-top insane. In fact, I'm going to be sleeping here tonight. I just want to know where my bedroom is. Amanda gave me a tour, and... I need to know where my bedroom is. We'll show you where the staff bedrooms are. The staff bedroom? Okay. The staff and bedrooms, yeah. I, I see the liquor cabinet, and yeah. I got a great espresso, and you even got a Lego car for me to build. So oh, I'm, I'm not ever no, going you're home. You're never going home. Oh, yeah. no. You obviously haven't even played in the golf simulator or the driving simulator. I haven't yet. gotten that there room go. yet, but yeah. I'm going to get to that yeah, room. So. so No, this place is incredible, and, and for you listeners, you got to go back to uh, Cars Yow Podcast and listen to uh, Doug's podcast. Cause <laughs> in fact, we got to have a you back. He's sitting here and. Uh, have him back on the show. Yep. Yeah. Doug and Amanda did a whole episode about Drivers Club here, and it is an impressive place, and it is now literally the best cup of coffee in town, which is oh. interesting to say, but totally true. Espresso delicioso. Yes. Yes. Very nice. Yeah, yeah it's got coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cafe Luso exactly. coffee. Cafe Luso, yeah. delicious coffee. But seriously, for, for you listeners out there, you got to go check out this place online, and uh, we'll be posting some pictures from today. Uh, Mr. Carl Noakes is shooting me, uh, making me look very good today. Oh, put your, <laughs> keep your clothes worse. on. <laughs> my gosh. Man, I know you're English, but have you ever gotten a tan? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. 
<laughs> oh, you Mr. Pasty. <laughs> thought I was white. Oh, my God. Drivers Club members can come down and watch the show live. In, yes. Which oh, is a, a, I don't it, want to we, anymore. My eyes hurt. <laughs> yeah, he just blew that. There oh. are big giant windows there, and there's people <sighs> driving by having accidents right Pretty now. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> cool. Why is the sun up there? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But no, this is this is really cool, you guys. I mean, I trekked all the way up from Gig Harbor. It's quite a bit of a drive, but we appreciate you driving I all the way up, up there. Here. Yeah. And Doug actually uh, brought my M3 in here, and it got to experience the vibe. It will never be the same again. In fact, I'm planning my whole drive home. It will be glowing on the freeway. It should. It'll be easier. You won't need your headlights. Even better. Yeah. I so mean, uh, um, I have to say, as a fellow BMW owner, that is one of the most spotless BMW M3s. <laughs> Gorgeous. I've ever seen. It's 46. 14 years old and looks like you rolled out of the, the showroom yesterday. I just Well, you know, Nick, people that know me know I'm very particular. And mm-hmm. my, you know, my 20 plus years at Griot's Garage developing car care, I kind of got it down. Yeah. You know, you, you know a thing or two. A thing or two, maybe yeah. three. But uh, I'm a bit of a nutcase. That's why this environment to me is like my home. You know, it's just everything squeaky clean, perfect, aligned, you beautiful. You feed off the floor here. Well, yeah, and more, although you wouldn't want to get any grease on the floor eating off no, of it. No, absolutely uh, not. But it's just, it, yeah, it makes sense. So, uh, Doug, thanks for, uh, and he didn't do a burnout in my car either, which I really appreciated that. So That's more to protect his own floors. Don't oh, worry. Is that, okay. <laughs> he did in the parking lot, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Rolled out of here. You didn't hear him see him doing the donuts <laughs> exactly. outside. We'll, we'll give you the security footage. I didn't see that, no. Well, I need new tires anyway, so that's okay. Um, you brought up a good point. Uh, let's swing it back around. You said 20 years at Griot's, and we are a car show about car people. Yep. And which is why we do this, and which is why we love your show. Thanks. Um, let's. Where did you even start? I mean, way before <laughs> that, when you were a little kid, what where happened? Where did you come Cause from? Because tell went, us what it was like. You before went dirt all in out. Cars. Like, <laughs> I was born a poor young, young white boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are old enough to remember that movie. Steve Martin, the jerk. Steve Martin, the jerk. Yeah, exactly. Great movie. Well, uh, boy, uh, not to get too long-winded here, but uh, I grew up in Southern California, which is car culture. Yeah. uh, In an area north of San Diego called La Jolla, which is a really beautiful place on the ocean. And cars were kind of the thing in Southern California, but my car passion goes even further back than that and for people who follow me and i'm very active on social media there's a picture i've used many times of me that one year old in my first car which was a garten Cadillac, a yellow Cadillac. garten was a company that made pedal cars okay in the 50s my uncle gave that car to my mom she gave it to me and uh, i even have you'll love this nick i well, my hair was blowing in the wind when i had hair this little you know I was going so fast, yeah. It was that long ago, huh? That long ago. (laughs) Oh, So uh, I I just always loved cars. I mean, I was into the surf culture. I surfed. I grew up by the ocean and loved that environment and everything. But cars were really, I just, I had the matchboxes by Lesney and then the Hot Wheels and slot cars. I mean, everything was about cars for me. And I had a neighbor up the street who had a 58 Speedster Carrera. Ooh. Yeah. Dang, that okay. is a yeah. nice car. Very nice car. But back then, it was just another old car. You know, yeah. This was in the 60s. I was surfing, and he used to take me surfing. We'd stick our surfboards behind the, the little seats there. They'd stick up in the air and drive down. He let me drive the car. Don't tell my mom. Oh, gosh, that's right. She's listening to this. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. <laughs> Love you, Mom. Yeah, he yeah. let me drive the car up and down the street. In fact, terrible story is he offered that car to me when I was about 13 for about 2500 bucks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
I oh. didn't. I didn't have quite that much money back then, so I was a poor young <laughs> white about, child. Think remember? about how much money you would have had now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I begged my parents to loan me money, and they just go for that old ratty thing. Are you yeah. crazy? So uh, no, I never got that car. I always dream about it. But we have two Porsche owners in our audience, and they're both just closing their eyes, cringing, going, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah." Well, you've got three because I've got a Porsche yeah, too. Right. So. Or, yeah, right. Orange Crush. Yeah. I got the, one on the. Gonna get one the, on the way here. There so. you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but no, just cars have been my thing. I just love cars. Always been about cars. When I was in. Uh, junior high i got a chance to wax my next door neighbor's 450 sl he bought the first 450 sl in la jolla heinz geats motors mercedes dealership there in fact i've had a grandson of heinz geats on my show he's still in la jolla still playing with cars doing high-end stuff on cars exhaust systems suspensions and he said hey mark would you like to wash my car i always see you washing your mom's car out there so he let me back it out of his garage and bring it over to our house and i spent all day on this thing took it back Man, Mark, you did a nice job. And I go, well, thanks, Mr. Swanser. He was an FBI agent, so he was cool. You know, yeah, all the, absolutely. All the secret gadgets. I start to leave, and he goes, whoa, whoa, uh, how much do I owe you? I said, you're going to pay me? So, really? To wash your car, you're going to pay me? He goes, of course. Gave me 25 bucks. Well, this was like 1973. Dang. Yeah. A lot of money. It's a yeah. lot of money. All I needed to do was do it twice. I could order a brand new surfboard. So I go oh, running home, wow. freaking out. My dad said, you liked doing that, didn't you? He goes, why don't you start your own business? Why well, had a paper route? So he helped me that night design a flyer. He took it in and did the old mimeograph machine. I that, remember those. Yeah, they smell funny. And put them in my papers, and a business was born. And I detailed cars all the way into college and after college when I got married uh-huh. to e- save extra money so my wife and I could buy a house. Did a lot of cars. Um, and that's where my passion for just, I just liked it. You know, and a lot of my friends that didn't know me very well in high school, they thought I was a drug dealer because I always had money. <laughs> you know, hey, you got any stuff for me to buy? And I'm like, no, I don't do that, but I can clean your car. How about your mom? <laughs> what kind of car does your mom drive? Yeah. You know, in La Jolla, there was lots of great cars. So I would get on my Schwinn bicycle and ride around La Jolla with my little business cards and stick them on the cool cars, the Mercedes, the Porsches, the Ferraris, the Rolls Royces. And there was more than enough business to do there. In fact, at one point, I even hired some people. Then I learned how bad it is to have employees. And <laughs> so, I mean, even yeah. even though we know you have a history with grills, what were you using back then for to detail yeah. cars? What was you know was it the old turtle wax? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that didn't work too well. Yeah, I ended up using a lot of McGuire's products actually in the early days because mm-hmm. um, uh, one of my clients had a Porsche that he actually let me. He was a, a fisherman, and he was gone. And he said, "Mark, while I'm gone, my Porsche's coming in." It was a 74 um, RS Carrera. Nice. You know, the ones after the, the haloed, th- you know, 73 year. And so I went down to Alan Johnson Porsche Outer and I picked the car up for him. I got to drive it back to my house in detail. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. It was like, I get to drive a brand new Porsche from the dealership back to wow. my house. It was black. So spent a whole day on it. Well, he gave me a spare key and he said, every week I want you to come over to my house, pick up the car and clean it. You don't have to wax it every week, but I, I need it cleaned every week. Yeah. And so that was kind of my Saturday morning drive. I'd get up at, well, I had a paper route. So I'd get up early at 4 to deliver papers, drive over to his house, pick it up at 5.36 in the morning, bring it home, detail it, bring it back. But I just, I like, even to this day, I like detailing cars. It's just, it's like a therapy process to me. Well, you fast forward, I worked for 11 years in the advertising business in San Diego. One of the clients I landed was Griot's Garage. They were just starting. And so went up to visit, met Richard Griot, started working with him as a client. Then he asked me to come on board 20 years later. You know, I've been there all those years. I was the president of the company uh, the last, I don't know, five, six years before I left. 
developing products, doing all the graphics, writing all the copy. I mean, all that kind of stuff, just kind of building that high-end brand. Yeah. And it was it was really fun to do. Got to do a lot of cool things. Ended up racing cars for 12 years, vintage racing here you know, in the Pacific Northwest with Sovereign and traveled the world. It, it was great. Really, really so positive cars experience. have taken, really been a passion for you, just like Dan and I and the fact Oh, that yeah. I yeah. remember collecting the Griot's magazines when I was a kid. Oh, for the covers. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. for the Did covers. Did you hear when he just, he just slipped that when he was a kid? Yeah. <laughs> God, Dan, that was back in the early 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Before before cell phones, yeah, <laughs> they didn't even have computers. Free internet. Then. My brother was a big car guy, and we get the Griot's catalog, and I was go. I would flip through because I wanted to see the the product shots with the cars. Yeah. For me, it was going through, and I, and I would read all the descriptions of like, oh, they have a specialized cleaner for this and this. Well, like, man, I, I read that stuff like a. Like now a you're manual. sitting next to the guy that wrote it. All. I know it, it's yeah. just fun for me to. Yeah, that, that explains all the spelling errors. Well, yes, no. yes. Yeah. <laughs> now my mom's laughing. Yeah. yeah now yeah. she's laughing because yeah. when she I was when I was a kid, I used to sit in my room and yell, "Mom, how do you spell supercalifragilist?" And she go, "Look it up, Mark." Yeah. Yeah. And now we just ask our phones. Spell I check. Do, yeah. I still basis. remember that black and white checkered floor from yep. the cover of the magazine and uh-huh. the different cars that would be on it. I guess yeah. it was just that was fun. We got to meet a lot of very interesting people. And I'll tell you, when we moved the company from San Diego County, I was really worried when we came up here to the Northwest. Not only because I was driving a Porsche 84 Cabriolet at the time, which was, if you remember those old cars, they're not waterproof. No. The tops <laughs> leak. And it was, I thought, I can't live in Seattle. It rains every stinking day. I'm, I'm a Southern California boy. Came up here screaming, kicking. Now looking back, having raised my two kids here, great place to live. Beautiful, wonderful. I'm kind of la- glad I left. And when I go back to San Diego now, it's just, you know, nothing's the same. I, I didn't know that they started down there. I thought they were from here and originally from here. Vista. That's interesting. Vista, okay. California. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. That explains. Okay. North County, San Diego. So, uh, yeah, so we came up here and uh, I sold that car, bought a red coupe, 91 C2. Mm-hmm. And drove that for a while. Sold it to a buddy of mine, lives, still lives up here, still a friend of mine, Ed. And kind of went through a bunch of other 911s. And, uh, yeah, so it was a great ride, fun ride. And uh, really look back on those years very fondly because I got to meet, I mean, guys like you guys and get to know people up here in the Pacific Northwest. It was uh, Incredible great. car culture. The car culture up here I was blown away by. Yeah. And one of the first guys that I met was John Shirley in his collection <laughs> of cars. I started at the top, right? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it. dang, man. You, yeah. Yeah, you Work your way down from there. Yeah. Yeah. And then next door was Greg Witten. And, Absolutely. you know, I'm like, oh, everybody in the Pacific Northwest has lots of cool cars. Yeah. And, you know, this little company called Microsoft, maybe I should be working yeah. there. Small startup. <laughs> yeah. We're hanging in there. We're hoping it's going to take <laughs> off. We're, yeah. we're trying. Yeah. We're it's going to catch, I swear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the catch. car culture up here and got involved with Sovereign and the racing and it's just it's really blown me away in fact i really feel like having looked back the car culture up here which is odd was stronger than what i knew down in san diego at the time it's it's just a different type of people we've hit this so many times where i mean like people up here tend to buy these iconic vehicles roy Katz just just picked up a senna in scott yeah i saw that we on the facebook yeah. and, and, and we were just drooling over the senna down that's one of those cars that we hated until we saw it in person yeah. we were, every photo we're like this thing looks like crap well, we, uh, Doug and I were talking about it earlier, and the fact that it, it's it's function over form. I mean, it's, oh, you see it in person though; it's just amazing. I I, st- I still love the famous quote. Like when it came out, and everybody watched. We all watched that presentation. And everybody went, Ugh. and somebody goes, "Oh yeah, it's got the side window, so you can see the apex." And then <laughs> like, one of McLaren's drivers goes, "If you can see the apex in that window, it's you're way past too the apex. late. Yeah. 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 You're way, way too late. late on the, <laughs> you're in the wall. Yeah. You're on the you've wall. Tur- you turned in way too, too soon." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean. We, 
Yeah, it's just it's such a beautiful car it? in person. Okay. It's yeah. stunning in person. The first yeah. time you see it in person, you will be blown away. Okay. It's like seeing an F one for the first time. I swear to yeah. God, it's like that level of nothing is like seeing an F one, dude. N- yeah, he's right. There nothing really isn't. Like There's nothing like seeing and an F one. And his uh, his son Roy Katz was a guest on my show. Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. He was a guest. I, I couldn't get I couldn't get Roy. He was just I don't know, just a little too shy, maybe. I don't Roy, Roy's Roy's uh, a man of the town. He's out there working around. We saw we ran into Jonathan. Actually, Jonathan was at the same party that we ran into. We'll talk about the next episode. Yeah, okay, fine, that's a, fine, a good fine, story. Fine, yeah, I don't want to hear about your antics in Scottsdale because, wow. you know, I really wanted to be there, and I couldn't get there this year, so. It was a you, great time. You, Mr. Car Guy, couldn't get well, there? Well, okay, we i tell you what's going, you know, and here's a nice segue into oh, yeah. Cars Yeah TV. Um, what? Yeah, we were going to be shooting this week and last week, and we had to move everything forward. So, okay. you yeah. know, this TV world is a whole other thing because it's not just me. I'm involved with a crew and guests and you've got to go there and you've got to settle it's it's getting everybody to come to your house and, you know your <laughs> yeah. wife's got to make dinner and, no. <laughs> she hates that yeah. yeah yeah no actually she was happy i was up here tonight she didn't have to make dinner nice. so. <laughs> yeah. go away get your chick-fil-a yeah. and leave me alone yeah, yeah. <laughs> go have fun up there just come back i hear you're gonna spend the night at you know driver's don't, club don't so. go away mad just go away just go <laughs> yeah. away yeah. absolutely yeah that's another thing i've learned working at home uh is different yeah with the wife at home and yeah it's a kind of a different thing she's like you know can't you go get an office somewhere yeah <laughs> Well, speaking of going away, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. And as everybody knows, we broadcast live from Drivers Club. And right behind me, my friends or frenemies at McLaren Bellevue decided to roll in a 720. And it's like my spec to a T. Yeah. White. You could live in it. Yep. I exactly. We, we've discussed that. White Here. on black, red trim. <laughs> It's absolutely flawless, and it just so happens the other night, a friend of mine gave me a white McLaren 720 model because they know that it's exactly my spec I mean, 720. I was hoping I was, that's where I was going to sleep tonight. I know. I, I, took, I was, How long did it take you to see that? Because I walked in here today, and, soon I, went, as I, saw and it. I, went, I went, oh, that's Dan's. So yeah, I was like, damn it, somebody. <laughs> well, I even tagged them all in a post on Instagram. I was like, I swear you guys are just messing with me now. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, because that's, that's Ad, that is something Adam would do. Adam would oh, it is something a car he would just do. to be like, hey, look at this. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, it'll make Dan it's time to get back to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, Lots of candy here. Exactly, it's eye candy everywhere here. Yeah, um, but eye candy is something you know well, uh, not just from Griots, but your collection has been gorgeous. All your cars are beautiful, which is, aligns with your line of work and life history. Like, but yes. I've seen all your cars many times. Well, not all of them. I've seen the cars you bring to exotics and in the area here, right. and they're all just stunning. Well, thanks. Thanks. No, I, I've always taken care of my cars, even my very first car, which was... Uh, it wasn't a Porsche. Not a that. Porsche. No, <laughs> no. I, you know, I was very lucky because there was a gentleman up the street that, that was a general manager at City. I just have to say that careful because it's a family clean show. City Chevrolet. <laughs> City. City. It's right next to City Walk. Yes, yeah. Or Wasn't how? there a City Chevrolet in that Days of Thunder? Something like Could have been. Yeah. That, that, that's what we were sponsored by. Yeah, okay. There yeah, you sorry. go. At any rate, yeah. Mike Brown, he was a really nice guy. I hung out with his kids and played football on the street and skateboard and all that. Anyway, he came to my parents and said, hey, uh, Mark's going to be turned 16. Are you going to buy him a car? And my parents made me a deal. They said... 
whatever you save will match, and you can buy a car. That's a great parent deal. So How much did you have to pay the guy to come down the block and ask your parents <laughs> what kind of car they were going to buy you? <laughs> My mom's listening. <laughs> You're not supposed to talk about those secrets. Mother's, so, <laughs> mother's no, Mark. Exactly. So he said, I have a car I just got in trade that's perfect first car for Mark. And I was all excited. So my dad and I drive down to city sh- city ship. Sh- sh- <laughs> 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 they're, they're drinking scotch here. I'll let you know I'm not, but they are. But it's mm-hmm. affecting me, just the smell. Very so wafting across the, yeah. And they have really cool ice cubes here, by the way. Um, <laughs> That's not even a joke. <laughs> they're really powerful snowballs, too. Pretty much. Throw them yeah. at somebody. They really hurt. <laughs> so uh, I walk down. You know, I'm thinking Chevrolet, right? Oh, so yeah. So what am I thinking? Camaro, Corvette, Chevelle, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Chevelle, maybe. Uh, yeah, Corvette. Yeah. Come on. So he takes us in the back, and we're walking by all the cool cars, and we walk up to this uh, 1967 Nova four-door, though, small motor, uh, beautiful car. I mean, looked brand new. Now, this was 1974, 75? No, 74, I think. 73? How old am I? I'm old. Do you want us to say that? No, I don't. No. Yeah, exactly, like we, yeah. we just went over this. No, no because... A lady never tells. No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Adjust my skirt here. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> I'm sitting with my legs apart. I just noticed why Nick's Man's smiling during the... Me, yeah. There's no video for this episode. We're fine. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's had a big smile the whole show. Now mm, I know why. Mm, yeah. yeah. So uh, any rate, that ended up being my car. Now, I was a little embarrassed by it because, again, I grew up in a pretty affluent neighborhood. Most of my other friends parents bought them fancy new cars and things like that but it was a great first car and it was perfect for my friends I was a little older than most of my friends so I was one of the first guys in my class to have a car so we'd pile five guys in there and had surf racks put them on the top go down to win and see or blacks or wherever we went surfing and it was great but I couldn't wait to get rid of it I needed something cool so I immediately started saving every penny I could from my paper out my car detailing business found in Point Loma a 1967 Carmen Ghia that this guy, original owner car. So you were looking for a car to work on. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, here's the funny thing. The guy across the street had a, remember the Fair Lady, Dotson Fair Lady? Oh, yeah. Well, he had one of those, and then he also had a, um, oh, gosh, well, a TR3. No, oh, cool. I'm sorry, TR4. And so the TR4 was the one I really wanted. That, that was a really cool car. My dad kind of pulled me aside, and, and he said, look, do you want a car you're going to be working on all the time or a car you can drive? Yeah. You might want to buy the German car because the British car, you're probably going to be working on all that time. Boy, don't I know it. Yes, yeah. Nick does know it because he has <laughs> yeah. a beautiful little T- British TR3, car. TR3, yeah. Yeah, a little beautiful TR3. So a friend of mine ended up buying that TR4. I was quite jealous until two months later the engine totally grenaded and the car <laughs> died and it never drove again. Sounds about right. So the gear was cool, <laughs> but it wasn't cool enough. So I brought it home, went over to my friend's house, Bobby Schmidt. We took the car apart and started to redo it. So we ended up repainting it, built up the motor from a 1600 to about like a 2010cc motor with dual, you know, Delardo carbs, put the deep set VW um, wheels on it, put a killer stereo. Everybody does that, right? Of course, yeah. Took it down to Tijuana, had uh, inserts in corduroy put in and leather seats. I mean, did all this stuff with it and it turned out beautiful. But what we did was we painted it a mixture of Porsche Guards Red and Porsche Signal Orange. So when you parked the car next to an orange car, it looked red. If you parked it next to a red car, it looked orange, but it glowed. 
it was just really cool. Painted the trim black, like the Carmagia script on the back black. So did you just learn? Did you teach yourself how to paint cars? We did it all. Yeah, we, in his garage. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now I'm sure if you went and looked at the car now, you go, "Who the hell painted this?" <laughs> they must have used a brush. But um, <laughs> but no, you know, we we worked really hard on it, and sure. it turned out pretty nice. I mean, for our, you know, for that level of my my knowledge today is very different than then. Obviously, hopefully, I've grown up a little bit. But that was a great car. It took me through uh, college, almost through college. And then from there, I went down and Volkswagen had come out with this new car. This was 78, 79, the Scirocco. Yeah. Hey, I had an 84. It was my first Did car. Did you? Okay. Was now, was that the Gen 2? Gen 2. Okay. Mine was Gen 1. Yeah. The Gen uh, 1 is a better car. Gregario designed car. Yeah. Beautiful car. And they had one on the showroom floor. Well, by then, I'd saved up a lot of money. I think it was like 6500 bucks, brand new. And so, I needed. I only had like $5,500. My mom co-signed on my first car loan. So learned about that, but I remember the payments were like $62 a month or something. <laughs> so, you know, it was no big deal. Drove it right off the showroom floor, and I sold that Gia to a good friend of mine, this gal who really wanted it. Sadly, about four or five months later, she got hit very badly by a drunk driver in a truck. Oof. Destroyed the car. Almost killed her, but so. what saved her was I had a four-point seatbelt that I put in it because I wanted to be a race car driver, right? <laughs> Fair enough. And, the Carmen uh, gear with a four-point harness. I, I know. love it. Ridiculous. <laughs> but it saved her life yeah. because uh, when I went to visit her in the hospital, her mom gave me a hug. She said, your, your stupid-looking seatbelt saved her life, Tracy's life, because if she hadn't had it on her, the steering column would have impaled her chest. And so that was kind of a cool thing. But the poor Gia died. I went and looked at it at the junkyard. I mean, it was hit hard. The front was non-existent. The guy let me took the uh, Gia badges off of it and the license plate, which my parents had given me. They said, Gia Kid. I was known <laughs> as Gia Kid. And there was a plaque on the dashboard. I pried that off. And so the Gia died. Went off to Gia Heaven, somewhere like that. But uh, And from there, uh, the first uh, Porsche came along, 74 911S. Saved and saved and bought one of those. A guy had restored this car, a really pretty car, and that became a daily driver. And... Uh, then it evolved into, what was the next car after that? It was a 84 Carrera Cabriolet. So you've been German from the start, really. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Chevy was first. But um, I did have a 66 GT350 Shelby Mustang for a while. Now, it was a clone. I will give that. But it was built by a guy and his dad. And his dad worked for Ford when Shelby was building these. So he went down to the Shelby factory and bought all the Shelby stuff and came home and saved it for, like, 20 years and then found a beautiful k-code mustang and built it into a clone ivory uh, old english white i think yeah yeah with the blue ivory was my 72s yeah mixing okay. up my whites with the blue stripes blue stripes yeah yeah and i put the torque thrust wheels on that's it. about as close as you can get to uh, as far yeah, as the when, you, when you're getting the parts from carol shelby so. uh, pretty yeah. close yeah and the motor was like a sewing machine that car was beautiful i drove that for two three years here as a daily driver, scary as heck to drive in the rain in the Pacific Northwest yeah. when it's icy. Hmm. You know, I mean, it slipped and slid around a little bit. But uh, that was my foray into American stuff. And then I went back and decided to try the BMWs. Started buying M3s. So two E36 M3s. The first one introduced me to track. I joined BMW Club up here, went to the track. I thought I wanted to go racing, but I thought I should go and experience speed to see if I'm really comfortable going fast. So I did the driving school and then did track days and drove fast, put slicks on the car, bought a second E36 M3, and then that's when I got involved with racing and had a, a 1960 Lotus uh, Formula Junior, Lotus 18, yeah, and a 67 Lola T290 Sports Racer. So, 
got into all that stuff. Um, sold the Cabriolet, bought a C2, 91 C2 Carrera. Yeah. Uh, that was my daily driver when I came up here before the BMWs. And then there was a 914 that I bought. I thought it would be brilliant to buy one for my son to drive. My wife looked at me and said, where's the airbags? Yeah, where's all the safety? My brother had a 914. Yeah, so we ended up selling that, bought him a 3 Series BMW. And um, where do we go from there? Oh, uh, 993 um, C4S. That would have been a good one to hold on to. That was a, yeah, yeah, I wish I hadn't sold that car. It was a great car. Way to rub it in, Dan. Yeah, thanks for bringing it. We all got those, but yeah, man. That's that's okay. You know, on my podcast, I asked my guests about a seller's remorse story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, I forgot the, one of the best ones was a 72S that I had for quite a while. um, That was actually the car on the first Griot's Garage cover. Uh, White Ivory 72S. And Richard Grio owned that, and then it was sold to Kenji Yoshino, who was our Japanese sales manager for years. And I managed after 10 years of begging to pry it out of his hands. And I had it for probably 12 years. My kids learned how to drive stick shifts in that car. And then I sold it to Road Scholars back east. The Ingrams, both of them, the father and son, uh, Robert Ingram and uh, Cam, have been on my show. If you've never looked at their website, they've got candy to sell. And uh, long story short, it cha- changed hands like three or four times. And now, last I heard, Richard Griot bought it back and is back in his garage. So it kind of did a big circle back that way. But in uh, small um, car world. I know. It all, you know, I'm, a lot of these car guys that sell cars will sell the same car over and over and over again. Yeah. So it's. Roy's famous for that. Well, yeah. a lot of them, because people get tired. They want to figure out how am I going to get rid of this car. They take it back, they, they buy it back. I know that uh, people like Bruce Canepa, you know, he's sold and bought the same car over and over again many, many times. So, and a lot of these cars, when I know that between the time I sold it, I drove the car a lot. I drove it all the time. But when I sold it between that time and when I think Richard acquired it, it only had maybe another 150 miles. And that was a like a five-year period, I think. Yeah. So it just said it was, but the, they were going up in value so much. So I think a lot people of people were, putting were just them away putting and, that asset anything. away. Yeah. And, and and have we gotten to Orange Crush yet? And that's, no. that's the one I know you for. Yeah, like that's one yeah. Of like I'm working my, yeah. working my way up the path. Yeah. So when I sold the 72, I sold it to finance my son's college. He got into a very expensive East Coast college. And I kind of went, oh, goodness, how am I going to pay for this one? Um, and my wife said, well, you know, we've always figured it out. We just got my daughter through four-year Southern California's private college. Ugh, ouch. And that's what some race cars <laughs> went to pay for, Yeah, which is great. It's, it's, it's great that happened. I'm happy to do that for my kids. I did not want them to graduate with, it, with debt like so many poor young kids have these days. Yeah. Because college is, that's a whole other show, right? Yeah. Expensive college. So. My wife, in her infinite wisdom, she's not a car person, but she understands me. She said, you know what? Why don't you take a little piece of the sale of that 72, because I, I sold it for a fortune, and go find an older Porsche, just something you can drive that make you happy. You know, a little piece of candy. You know, you let the whole box of Godiva go, but here's a mint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> something that wets your palate, sir. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the great thing is, that nine years ago, those turbos were at the bottom of the value. They'd, got, they'd plummeted all the way down. And the rising tide of the Long Hood 911s had not brought that car up yet. And that car found online late one night. And what's really cool about that car is it was from the original owner. It was a paint-to-sample in a non-Porsche color, six-stage metallic orange. Thus, I call it my orange crush because I have a crush on it. And from the time I saw it to the time it got here, I was like, oh, my gosh, this car. Because in the 80s. Where did it come from? It came from Carmel, Indiana. Carmel, Indiana. Yeah. Oh. eBay, eBay bought it sight unseen other than pictures. Yeah. 
Luckily, it was a nice car, so there was you know, a lot of eBay sales ending. <laughs> like yeah. this yeah. is is that the car that was in the picture? Are you sure? It's one eighteenth scale. Yeah. yeah, but you still paid fifty grand You're for it. You're really good at Photoshop, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So really good car. Um, all you know, heavily optioned, and very low miles. And I got it. I think it only had like thirty two thousand miles or something. It has forty one now, I believe. Dang. So it showed up, and it was like. Wow. Well, in the 80s, I wanted a turbo so bad, but I was newly married, had a new baby, a new house, a mortgage. I mean, I could no sooner buy a new turbo than, you know, well, I could, but it'd be you could once. Stupid. Yeah. You'd be <laughs> yeah. a stupid. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't come home with it. So, um, yeah, it was a great buy. And the car now, I I drive it and enjoy it, but it's it's kind of a toy and try to take it to local car events and stuff. I mean, I. Up here in the northwest, you know, I'm kind of picky. Nick noticed my M3 I drove up here today that looks like it's, you know, brand new. Um, it does have 62, 63,000 miles on it, but it's Doesn't spotless, like it. basically. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's just the way I am. I've always taken really good care of my cars. I mean, my neighbors know me for the guy that washes cars in the driveway in the rain. Oh, you do the same thing? Yeah. All the time. I mean, they laugh at me when they go by and, hey, Mark, you want to do my car? And I'm like, no, yeah. no thanks. You want, you want <laughs> I haven't heard that joke in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The yeah. last guy that drove in a golf cart down the yeah. street, you know, golfers don't take care of their cars. I don't think so. They'd rather golf than wash their cars. When I had so. two in the driveway and I'd go out and it would rain while I was out, I yeah. would wash it before I put it away because I'm like, well, I'm going to wait till when it's when it, the rain stops and the roads are clear. I want the car clean and ready to go. Right. I don't want to spend the entire morning washing it. So if it's raining, it's like, hey, it's just less less rinsing for me to do when it's done. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so that kind of brings us up to today. And um, you know, like always, I've my taste always exceeds my budget. It's kind of always the way it's been. Well, you're the only person in the car world that that. Totally. Is it? Really? Okay. Well, after you know, when you come back from Scottsdale and you see a lot of people throwing a lot of money around, you kind of yeah. start to feel like you're one of them until you get home. And no, you do not. You don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> You look at your wallet and you go, God, there's nothing in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then the visa bill gets <laughs> shows up a week yeah. later. Oh gosh! And the hotels, yeah. the drinks, the dinners, and all the fun stuff. What do you mean I'm not qualified to buy that car? No, <laughs> yeah. no. You in the back, put your bidding pass down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I just want another beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all. I was just waiting yeah, for the waitress. So beer bidding. Right. Yeah. But cars have have just been a part of my life forever. I'm I just I love cars and I love the culture around them and what's a joy to me with what I'm doing with the podcast is that I get to talk to people who have careers around that. So when you talk yeah. about Doug Perry here with Drivers Club, the fact that this is an environment that he's created for people like us to come and bring our car, leave their cars here, care for the cars. We get to hang out in this facility. It's just, it's magic. You know, it's really, really fun. So, uh, yeah, so I get to talk to cool people who've figured out that passion, you know. And, and again, going back to you guys, when you guys launched this podcast, I know Nick called me and said, hey, tell me a little bit about this podcasting thing because I'm going to try that. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you and I had that conversation because it was, I mean, we're friends and it's like, okay, Mark Mark does a, a automotive podcast that is <laughs> yeah. bases on the Northwest. And so it's like, you call your bu- your buddy and go, hey, right. we're thinking about doing this. And yeah. like, one, am I crazy? Two, am I stepping on toes? And three, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So no, I think the more the merrier because this this process, this forum that we now have in our our hands to be able to do a show like this live, or in my case, I record and edit, go back, is is a tremendous way to meet people and share experiences with people, and it's opened so many doors for me. I mean, just and nice segue into the TV show maybe right now, huh? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like you never know what doors will open with this. I mean, it's weird. Nick and I have talked about that before. That, that, Somebody came up to Nick and said, and we've talked about this on the podcast, so I hate to rehash this, but people will say, I recognize your voice. Yes. And it's just like. That's the weirdest thing I've ever, I've ever had. And I've said it on here, but the guy yeah. in the grocery store. 
and he could not figure it out and and he, he kept questioning me and it was weird and weirder and weirder and weirder until he finally goes you got a podcast and and I was so weirded out by him. I, I almost started to go, no. Yeah. Like, I was never a fan of podcasts. I mean, I thought, oh, great. So a bunch of two guys can sit around and talk up to and hear their own voice. But I'm like, right. yeah, I do. And he's like, oh. Yeah. My, my wife and I got an airplane to fly down to San Diego uh, middle of last year. And we sat down and I pulled out a car magazine, of course. And the guy sitting across the aisle from me said, oh, are you into cars? And I go, yeah. And we started talking. He goes, Wait a minute. And his wife leans over and goes, you're Mark Green. I listen to you every morning. My husband listens to you while he's shaving. I'm sick of your voice. <laughs> okay. I go, thank you. Another fan. Yeah. But Thanks for listening. Exactly. Yeah. But she, she was in jest, of sure. course. She was laughing. But, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's kind of an odd thing. And during Car Week this year, and this is my 30th year going to Pebble Beach, Car yeah. Week and everything. 30th? 30th. Wow. 30 years in a row. Yeah. I actually had people coming up, hey, could you give me an autograph? I'm like, wait, who who are you talking to? It's, Am I getting a ticket again? Yeah. It's for, yeah exactly. <laughs> Sign this, sir. <laughs> oh, is that it? Oh, yeah. meter mage don't count? <laughs> oh, Nick, okay, I got yeah. you. Nick, okay. you know, Nick, I thought I was, oh, okay, <laughs> no, okay. you just blew my whole yeah. deal. Sorry, served. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you Mark Green? That no, was That why? was the other guy that wanted a picture. That's the one serving me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, but, uh, no, I, I got to experience some of that, which was very bizarre for me, but very rewarding in the sense yeah. that, wow, somebody's listening to what I have to say and then the best part was a guy named Ramsey Potts I never met him before he comes up on the lawn he goes Mark Green now the Ramsey is a he's a guy that stands out he's very tall of course I'm not very tall so everybody's tall to me right but he comes up he goes could I give you a hug and I'm like why (laughs) I said you literally changed my life I said how so and he said I had a very successful career in finance I hated every morning I hated every day I hated going to work and I started listening to your podcast and I started realizing I could go do something in the field I'm passionate. And my wife one day said, listen to Mark and go do it. And he did. He works for Arm Sotheby's now. And if you see Ramsey anywhere, you'll see. He was on some stages down in Scottsdale. He wears a really cool hat. He's always got a tie on. He's just a really lovable guy. And uh, hopefully he's hearing and a shout out to Ramsey. But he said, you literally changed my wife. My, my wife. Yeah, he got a new <laughs> wife too. Attaboy, Mark. <laughs> you changed my wife. Yeah, I have magic. magic. Down there at City Chevrolet. <laughs> I, have a, I have a magic touch. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Of course, he doesn't own anything anymore because yeah. his wife took it all. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ramsey. That's a different story yeah. for a different but time. But he's, he's just having fun selling cars at R.M. Sotheby's. But the fact is that you can reach out to this medium and excite people and touch them. And when I learned about podcasting, my son taught me about it. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I'd kind of heard of it. And this was, you know, four and a half years ago. It's a really cool way to reach out. And yeah. now I like listening to other people's podcasts and learning from them and trying to get better with each one. And you do get better. And you guys, as I've listened to your shows, how many shows have you done now? This is 62. 62. Yeah. Six, I mean, that's incredible. From yeah, when you and I... You're doing it five days a week, correct? Yeah. I, yeah today I mean, was my 1,210th show. Uh, Scott crap. Pruitt, the racer, was on my show today. Yeah. Really, I mean, awesome guy. We're going to actually shoot a Carjet TV show down there. At his winery, he's making wine now. But uh, 62, that's impressive, guys, because as you know, this is, to do this medium well, a lot of people do podcasts poorly, and they don't really dedicate Oh, listen themselves. to podcasts one through about 12. Yeah, well, yeah. Listen, right. listen yeah. to my first 100, and <laughs> yeah. you'll yeah. 
Hey, wait a minute. I was on your first 100. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we rest our kids. Son of a. Well, it's been fun, guys. Time for me to leave. Mark is walking out the door now. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you just get better and better with it, more comfortable with it. And even people that aren't super famous, because I have people, everything from one-man shops up to big-time celebrities on my show and, right. and billionaires. Uh, everyone's different. I always say podcasting is like Forrest Gump's box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Right. Because we've got a lot of, we've had interesting guests on the show that it just, they're not comfortable with speaking. And it's like you get them off to the side and we have a few drinks in the bar. They're just the most fascinating people in the world. <laughs> they're like, you know, on a mic, they're like, uh, I don't know what to you, say. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and just for the record, they didn't have to give me anything to drink to get me to talk. No. Yeah, I know. Well, well, I want, I want to talk about that. So, I mean, you, you, you leave Griot's and you've never heard of a podcast. And you, and you, that's a story you tell wildly in the fact that your son said, hey, why don't you try this? You were looking right. for something new to do. Right. do. I mean, did you ever believe that this is what you'd be doing? Like, I mean, no. stick in the car industry? No, not at all. Here's the deal. You know, I was kind of lost. That was a very tough year because I was trying to figure out something new to do for myself. I'd help two companies grow and build. I wanted to build something for myself. On top of that, my dad had fallen and broken his neck. He was 80 years old. Darn near died. Broke his C2 vertebrae. As the doctor, when he called me from the emergency room saying, your father's here, he fell off a 10-foot deck he was building. My dad was doing it 80, building a deck on a hillside. That sounds like my dad, too, yeah. a T. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he was an awesome guy. I lost him a, a year and a half ago, and uh, he fell and broke his neck. We don't know how he's alive or how he's even walking. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Well, okay. then a week later, we find out my mother-in-law has cancer. So my wife and I are both dealing with parents that have serious issues. I, for the first time, am not employed, quote-unquote, and I've got a son in a very expensive East Coast school. So I've got to get back to work and figure out what I want to do with my life. But more importantly, what do I want to do with my life? Yeah. And so my son came home from college, and we're going for a walk, and what normally the son says, Dad. Well, he was motivated to get you a job so yeah, you pay for college. He had, three more, <laughs> he had three more years of yeah, college. Exactly. Yeah, he get back to work, Dad. He did not want <laughs> yeah. to have to take out a loan, so... <laughs> You know, usually the son says, Dad, what am I going to do with my life? Well, I literally said, Blake, what am I going to do with my life? I was really in a, in a funky place. I mean, I just didn't know, what am I going to do? And he said, Dad, you've been taking me to Pebble Beach, to vintage races since I was seven, eight years old. What do I tease you about? You cannot walk past somebody with a car without asking them about their car and their business. Why don't you do that for a living? I said, really? There's people that do that for a living? They walk around car shows <laughs> yeah. and talk to people? I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. And he said, have you ever heard of a podcast? And I went, a what? He said, I've been listening to these podcasts when I'm in studio in college. They're really cool. There's some really cool ones. And he gave me some to listen to. And so I sat down and wrote a, like I do, you know, massive business plan, every detail. What am I going to wear that day to the podcast? Sure. And started to come up with this whole idea. And then my wife, Jill, of th almost 35 years now, helped me come up with a name. That was hard. Try to find an, uh, a domain that has the word cars in it that's not already taken. Yeah. I sure. knew it had to be car something, cars yeah. something, you know. So when and I, now it's become infamous. I mean, it's Well, I hope so. Well, no, but it has. It's something. Yeah. You know, you joke about it, but it's like, I'm sure it was tough to come up with, but now it's synonymous with car, uh, with, with podcast. car podcasting. And yeah. you're, like you said, your guests go from everybody from the single shop to the billionaires. I mean, you're all over the world. I really am. I've interviewed people from almost every continent, That's almost awesome. every continent, which is really pretty darn cool. And uh, yeah, so I just started devising this whole thing. I did a practice podcast with a friend of mine. I had set a goal one year after I'd left Grios of May 28th being my launch date. I set that firm marker because I wanted to change the meaning of that day in my life. But I also wanted to not just drag it out because I'm a guy that 
crosses every T and every I. And I wanted to make sure that everything was perfect, which is almost a fault when you're trying to start doing something. It'll right. keep you from Because you're coming there. into this. You've never listened to a podcast. You've, <laughs> you've never had any podcasting gear. You don't know how to edit. I mean, No, I, had to, I learned it all by watching YouTube. I literally, yeah. well, I didn't tell you the next phase of this. My wife ended up being diagnosed with a serious uh, tumor in her leg. Um, she was a runner. She, she was very active, and she came to meet me at SEMA one year. And the Brocks, Peter Brock and Gail Brock, they used yeah. to live up here, invited us to spend the weekend at their house in Henderson. So she, came, she flew in after I was at SEMA for a week, and she called me. She said something seriously. She had had leg, she thought knee problems for months, and the doctors kept saying, Dad, just don't run anymore. Turns out she had a huge tumor growing in her leg. Her leg, when she was trying to grab her suitcase, broke. And we went and got it all x-rayed, and they said, you've got two big problems. You've got a broken leg, and you've got a major tumor growing in your leg. And it's, a, it's called a large cell tumor, and it eats away at your bone. And her bone was, like, all eaten away. Which made it brittle, which helped it break. Made yeah. it break, yeah. yeah. So long story short, she went through a major surgery. She was bedridden for months, literally couldn't walk. So I was home caring for her. And I figured, i got to do something at home. And so this pod, everything kind of came to, when I look back mm-hmm. now, I go, man, that was a horrible time in my life. But now I go, everything happens for a reason. Meant to be. And so I was, I shouldn't say stuck at home. That's a bad way to say it. But I was home. You know, we had a little thing on our phones with text, bathroom. I'd have to go and carry her to the bathroom. Could sure use a shower today, you know, carrying her in the shower. <laughs> Couldn't we all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm busy trying I'm to build busy, a life right? out yeah, here. Exactly. Cars, yeah. It's not yeah. showers, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Welcome to Showers, yeah. Showers. Broadcasting from a shower yeah. with your wife. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so you know, I just started watching podcasts and, and, and YouTube videos. And I, yeah. I built my website. I already had a marketing background. All the photography is mine on my website. All the photography on my Instagram page, everything is all mine. So the whole thing started coming together, and I, I had basically four and a half months to learn all this because that May 28th was coming. And I was one week away, had not recorded any shows. I, I did a soft launch a week out, so everyone saw the website, but there was nothing there other than, hey, this is coming. And I had this gal call me, Cindy Meidel, who's in the PR industry, and she said, I have a client who'd like to be your first guest. It happens to be the guy that started... Um, the auctions down during car week. First guy to do auctions down there. So he was on his way to Europe. So we did the podcast from him in the airport. Talk about audio call. Oh, yeah. Oh, flight number 517 is about. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, you, you went to him. No, uh, he called in on his cell phone oh, okay. from an airport ready to board a plane. And so we did the first one. And if you go back and listen, it was a horror. He was great, but I was terrible. And I just started doing them. And I'm really proud to say that I have never missed a podcast. I have had one every day of the week for four and a half years, except for one day, the day my dad passed away. And I learned a really tough lesson there that I have to have shows in the can. Yeah. Because I didn't. He came to visit for the week before he passed. And that week I was all taken care of. But I figured the next week I'd start doing shows. And that weekend, the Monday after that weekend he passed, I went down to San Diego and I didn't. So I re-ran. I did a rerun. And my wife's, you know, I'm so hard on myself. My wife goes, Mark, your dad passed away. People will understand. I go, yeah. well, I have advertisers now. I'm committed. Yeah, they expect a new show. Yeah. They expect a show. So I called my advertisers and said, what's happened? They go, Mark, why are you even calling me? Don't worry about this. But I said, I'm going to rerun a show, but insert your ads. And so that night before I got on the plane at 6 in the morning, I was up till 3, re-editing an old show with uh, Jonathan Ward from Icon. 
and because uh, I liked that show, it was cool. Number seven, I yeah. think, and reran it. So, cool guy yeah. too. Yeah, he's an incredible guy. Yeah. yeah, he's been on my show twice now. So, uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's just I tell you, consistency, which works in every kind of business you want to get into. If you're just consistent and just keep producing, just keep working hard, keep putting it out there, keep refining, keep trying to get better. And you guys, 62 shows. I mean, wasn't that long ago. You Do you hear me. that, Davis? You keep up on that gerbil farm idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be huge, buddy. Dave, yeah, Davis is in our, 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 our huge studio audience, our studio studio audience. audience today. So, he represents uh, our studio audience yeah, today. Exactly, yeah, exactly, because right. everyone else left, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we, this guy's really boring. Why would you bring him in? We miss, uh, I mean, like I said, this isn't our full-time job. I wish it was, but uh, we, we, we miss two to three shows a year. We have Scottsdale Car Week. We have Monterey Car Week. Right. And... Then we usually will pre-record one for around Christmas or something. But most most of what we do, you know, one a week. But even then, right. like, man, there I don't know how many nights I've been up till midnight, <laughs> almost to the wire, where I'm like, okay, I've got this show has to launch at midnight. I've got to finish this editing, and I haven't had time all week because the work's been nuts. Right. Yeah. And I don't have like a, like, I do have a nine to five, but sometimes it's a six to midnight. Well, yeah, you're on call all the time. Yeah. Nine yeah. to nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> n- you never know what's going to happen, and right. so it's tough. It's hard, but man. Yeah, five is uh, people have said. Are you? Aren't you worried that you run out of people? No, no, I'll never. I literally have right now fourteen hundred people on my chase list. I am chasing people all the time. What's cool about it now, though, after all these years, is people are now coming to me. Yeah. So I almost don't have to seek people out anymore. But I'm trying to do some unique things. Uh, in March, I'm going to do an all women's month on Cars. Yeah, awesome. twenty-one women. And March is Women's History Month, and I think March 8th or 10th is Woman's Day in the world. I don't know why we don't get a day, Men's Day, but women get a day. Don't go there, Mark. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll <laughs> Politics. You're not going to win. We'll, we'll, we'll lose that one. <laughs> yeah. But Let it go. I, I had Lynn St. James on, the racer, and I, last year, and I said, Lynn, I think it would be great if I did a... F- a full month of women that on cars. That is who yeah. we met, right? Yeah, we okay. met. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. met her down there? Yeah, we met yeah. her. Oh, stuff. awesome! Yeah, great yeah. lady. Yeah, yeah. So we're not worthy. Yeah. No, she's <laughs> awesome. She's awesome, and she's helped me along with uh, Cindy Sisson, who's one of my first guests for the month of March, and some other ladies have been helping me. So I think I'm almost full up now. I don't have them all quite recorded, but I will. I just thought I would add a different touch to it. I think it's great. I think that's awesome because I'd had about a hundred women on the show so far out of twelve hundred people. And there's more and more women in this industry than I can believe. I mean, we were talking about some of the cars here at Drivers Club that are that are, are female owned. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's beautiful Porsche sitting up. I mean, yeah, yeah. So. Exactly. So I, I'm trying to do more of that, and I I tried in the early days to do like my 500th show was was supposed to be Sir Sterling Moss, and he had to cancel three times because of health issues, and and yeah. ended up not being able to do it. So Tommy Kendall stepped in. Still a good one. Stepped in. Yeah, stepped in. Exact. <laughs> Tommy. Well, he's great. He told me, yeah. hey, Mark, because uh, that was a big deal for me, 500 shows. Yeah. And he said, Mark, when you get to your 1,000th show, I'll come back and interview you. And I thought he was just being nice. Well, I get up to about show number 940, and he calls me. I mean, I, I know him just through my podcast. I, I feel like he's a friend now. But and he goes, hey, Mark. And I go, hi, Tommy. What's up? And he goes, uh, am I going to be doing that interview? I'm like, seriously? You remember that? He goes, well, yeah. And he's just a great guy. It's amazing to me, and Dan and I have said this through our experiences in Monterey and, and Scottsdale, these these icons of the world that, that have, have conquered the world at LeMay or, or in NASCAR or whatever. Right. And you sit down and you talk to them, and they're normal people. And they, oh, will, yeah. they will remember your name, and you're sitting there going, I met you three years ago. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm, uh, um, Barry Maguire. 
Oh, I yeah. talk to him to this day, and he knows <laughs> yeah. who I am. And, and nice that guy. blows my mind. I, yes. I, we saw him down there, and he's like, hey, Nick. And I'm like, uh, hey, Barry. <laughs> like, yeah, Barry, you know, Barry, I met Barry my early days at Grios. I went up there to meet with him, and then he, we became major competitors, you know, for right, all those yeah, years. Sure. Yeah. And then after I left, and I ran into him at SEMA, and I said, hey, Barry. And he goes, hi, Mark. I'm like, you remember? He goes, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. You're really doing a great job with that. So would you be my guest? He was car show? crazy, and you were cars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> absolutely, exactly. So, and I've had his daughter Nicole on the show. I actually probably between McGuire's and Haggerty, mm-hmm. and our good friends at Haggerty, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I've had plenty of people from both those companies. Probably the most people from any one company would be Haggerty and from McGuire's. Uh, oh, just for great, sure. great people in those businesses. Yep. Yeah. And um, you know, it's in Ashley. You know, shoemakers. Never heard of in her. a show Ooh. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Ashley. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, she's, uh, I've known her forever because I met her when I was at Griot's and she started coming around when she was just a baby starting. Right. I think she was like four years old, wasn't she? she uh, I mean, she's practically she, running the West Coast now, I think. I know, yeah. and she would never say it, but she's like a celebrity every time we go anywhere. Yeah, really you proud think, of You think we get minorly noticed, like the three of us here, everywhere we go, she, she everybody knows her. her. Well, of course. Yeah, and Christy. Christy. Yeah, Christy, Christy yeah. too. Yeah, from LeMay. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Yeah. So, well, those two are a, t- a dynamo. You know, yeah, exactly. Just a great team. And, and just great people. And that's my point is c- the car industry tends to attract really great people mm-hmm. and passionate people. And it's because we're doing what we love. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, so I have no doubt, you know, you guys keep this up a couple of years. You won't have to go back to that little M company you work for. <laughs> that little startup you know, I'm working yeah, for. Yeah, a little startup down the road here in Redmond. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just be a professional podcaster and uh, you can do this, you know, all the time. So, but um, again, yeah, get to, on that, Dan. I know. Yeah, I'll do yeah. my best. Yeah, exactly. But not to diminish it. it. This does take work to do it well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot more people think. It, yeah. A lot of people assume it's just like, oh, you'll just, you know, set up a mic and you'll be good to go. Oh, man. My, you know, you talk about editing. My neighbors that live on my street are pretty much all retired folks i think i'm the only guy in my street that works and they all say do you ever sleep your light is on all night long you know and so well a lot of long nights yeah because i got a show i got to put up tomorrow because my show goes live at 2 a.m yeah uh, i have have a a midnight auto launch on the website the pod and everything else your rss feed yeah yeah, exactly yeah. yeah Um, yeah, I was going to say, speaking of Ladies Month coming up, my dream interview, and I'm not shy about it, my dream interview is Michelle Mouton. Ooh. She would be my, I've made it, this is as good as I want to go. Like, wow, like that would be the last one. That you would be drop the, the mic and leave the room. It would be like, I have accomplished Everybody thinks it's so Dan's much podcast more. anyways, it's fine. Whatever his, whatever his <laughs> dream would is. Would you like me it. to introduce you to her? Oh my God, yes. She is just, <laughs> like, her career is just mind-blowing. All right, we'll see what we can do. Okay. <sighs> I know a few people. God, you're grinning from ear to ear. Yeah. Yeah. She just just has lived an incredible life, and I would love to hear all about every detail of that Pikes Peak Hill climb. Because I've I've seen the other, the guys' interviews in response to her. I've tracked them down via that, like their responses. And even then, like the attitude toward women racers at that time was very different. Oh, yes. And it's like, that was a different time to be a women racer than now. Way different. Well, you know, uh, two days ago, or maybe yesterday, the time we're recording this now was Denise McCluggage's birthday. Yeah. And she was a guest on my show. We lost her, of course, a couple years ago. And I got to spend time on the... Pebble Beach up in the judges booth because of the first lady that was ever on my show, Diane Brandon, who's a Rolls-Royce Bentley expert. She introduced me and brought me up there. So I got to sit to the left of me was Denise McCluggage. To the right, Sir Jackie Stewart. I thought, I was like, who do I talk to? (laughs) And what do I say? I'm not worthy. Just sit there and be quiet. (laughs) But had great talks with them. And Denise ended up, haven't gotten Jackie my show yet. He's a tough one. But uh, Denise was on the show. And luckily, I didn't know at the time she was quite ill. And I think about two months after I had her on the show, she passed. But, uh, 
Yeah, women, it, it's really changed a lot. But the thing that you're going to find, like your voice, Nick, you know, hey, I know you, you're the guy, yeah. you know, is it will open other doors for you. And that's what happened to me with the TV show. Because I got approached by a producer who said, hey, your format would make a great TV show. You know what? Let's, I want to hear more about that. I want to talk about that. I want to tell our audience about that. Let's take a quick break. Awesome. And then we'll really dive into that. Okay. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Uh, Mark, you have taken the, the podcast to a new level. Now, we'll, we'll say now. The, it, Cars Yeah is now its own TV show. Yes. Can you believe it? Was that, was that a hard transition? I mean, I know, I know <laughs> that you didn't really see that coming. Like, we've been talking no. about the fact of the gifts that these give and people that come into our lives and stuff. But you were, you were you know, approached by a, pr- a producer that thought that your format would, make, would work really well as a TV show. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, I kind of had to say, who is this? Billy? Is that you? <laughs> Quit pulling my <laughs> leg. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. Yeah. No, um, originally was a, was produce, or approach, I was produced. I was originally approached by uh, Discovery Velocity. Uh, by a producer there who was interested. He, he said, hey, I listened to your show. I think it would make a great show. One of the challenges we have here is all these build shows are getting long in tooth. People, yeah. It, it kind of works, but people are getting tired of it. We want something that they said the same or different. So I said, okay, well, how do I go about this? Well, the first person I called was Wayne Carini. Wayne, what am I about to step on here or into? And he goes, oh, let me tell you. And so he gave me some great advice because Wayne's had his show now for 10, 11 years. I mean, absolutely incredible. He even said to me. We actually got a chance to hear him speak in Scottsdale. Oh, yeah. So that was, yeah. You know the thing about Wayne? He is who he is. Yeah, He's a real deal. Yeah, I mean, he's just an awesome guy. And most of these guys are. I've had numbers of celebrities on my show that when I meet them are are really cool. And and I have to, before I, I go on, put a plug in as another thing that's happened here. The Classic Otter Show, which takes place every year in Costa Mesa, California. Mm-hmm. They have one in the fall on the East Coast, but one in Costa Mesa. They've invited me to come and be an MC on their celebrity stage. So I'm going to be interviewing in mid-March. I think it's 10 different people who have major TV shows around cars. They'll all be there. They've all been guests on my podcast, so I already know them. In and, a sense. and we know what a wonderful MC you are because you <laughs> MC a lot of the LeMay uh, outdoor I've functions. Done, I've yeah, done that, yeah. yeah. I've been hired to be a keynote speaker at events. I mean, all these are all these doors that open for opportunities. So they called me and said, hey, how would you like to come be the MC, interview all these people? And I said, yeah, that would be really cool. So at any rate, going back to the TV show. So we started on a path. They said, look, you need to align yourself with someone to shoot. Well, my sister had a good friend, Leonard Carrillo of Da Vinci Films. Leonard's been doing TVs. He did a show for years, uh, Titans of CNC. Uh, Titan Gilroy had a show about a CNC company. I mean, if you can create a TV show around a CNC machine, yeah. <laughs> may- maybe I can compete yeah. with that. I don't know. You can do it. I would hope so. Yeah. So I called him. Turns out he's friends with my sister. I didn't even know this. And so he said, hey, you've got something here because it's the same but different. It's car-related, but it's people-related. We can do something here. So we shot what's called a sizzle reel. Everything was looking really good. And then the people, Discovery, so forth, got really quiet. And then they weren't calling us back. And like, what is going on? Well, long story short, what I found out later was all the transitioning from velocity to motor trend coming in was happening. They couldn't talk about it. So I got a little frustrated because 
it was, it was a year ago, January, they said, well, everything's on hold right now. We don't really know what we're doing. And so I said, well, what does that mean for me? And she goes, well, I don't know. It, it could be we'll call you next week or maybe next year. Right now, we just don't know. So I went, well, God, we spent all this time and effort. Isn't there another option? And Leonard said, yeah, my last TV show was on Mav TV. It's not as big as those guys, but it's a platform that you can go on to, and we can start there. And then from there, we can... No, that's not Mad TV. Like No, I Mad, that's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it works because my eyes aren't even. Yeah, you know? exactly. What's that's me worry, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so at uh, any rate, we, we went and shot a couple shows and edited them. We did it very fast and kind of run and gun. Um, you know, when you do your own... It's like listening to your own podcast. When you see yourself on TV, you go, oh my gosh, this yeah. is a horror. <laughs> Nobody's going to watch this. Long story short, we launched this month. This is January. So the first week of January was the first show. Then we had the second show. The third show is this week. Now, this show goes live on Friday. So yesterday, Thursday, was my third show. And the first show right out of the bat had almost 2 million viewers. So even Mav was going, wow, this is a really good start. Because um, they don't really do any promoting. And Mav is only on a couple. Well, it's on a bunch of networks, but it's not on, like, here we're Comcast. So it's not on Comcast or Cox, but it's on Spectrum, it's on BIOS Horizon, it's on DirecTV. There's all these different platforms. You can go to Mav, MAVTV.com and find out where I am. And every time I open their website and I see my picture, I go, who's that guy? This is really <laughs> weird. But the fact is, you know, learning this whole TV thing and working with Leonard, who's shot TV his whole life, he's shot movies. We go in and we talk to people I've already had on my podcast, but we're there. So now you can see it all, which is really, really cool. And we shoot in very much a, you know, a as-we-go format, but we don't script anything. And we don't do the, hey, why don't, how about I get mad and throw a wrench across the room? I mean, this is real stuff because it's the entrepreneurial business side. I want to show these people's businesses and how successful they are, again, to inspire the viewer to go, well, if that guy can start a business like that, like, you know, we were just over at Metropolitan Detail today, which is next door. John, who runs that, has been a guest on my show. Yeah, ours too. Great guy. I mean, too, yeah. there's, a, there's a show there. I mean, even coming here, there's a show. So um, <laughs> I, I kind of laugh because I think of those old Seinfeld episodes, a show about nothing. Yeah. There's a show. Oh, there's we a just show. go somewhere. Just go. <laughs> you know? This is a show right now. Right now. Yeah, sure. We're yeah. doing yeah. a show. Yeah. So, so it's it's really cool for me because, number one, it's somewhat surreal because I just don't think of myself as a TV guy at all. And, you know, I've got a face for podcasting, as they say. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it's, it's something, and it's a start. We're going to do 13 episodes this year, and if it continues on the vein it has, and we, we picked up 1.4, I think, million first show, 1.8. This next show, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we'll bump over two. We start building and growing from their audience who starts finding me and watching the shows and enjoying the shows. And, um, and from there, we're pitching some other options of going globally because we have limited – use of the show right now to their platforms but we can take it outside and perhaps uh launch it to like a sony global or something like that and put it around the world and then they just do subtitles and you know that's how you become a rock star right well oh <laughs> I, so i've heard so yeah. you've heard so yeah. I've, i mean you know just they haven't made, they haven't called us quite yet so well, i thought we could segue into the music have you got some les pauls oh absolutely yeah that's yeah. around yeah. here you know i grew up playing the guitar we could start a little band dan's so. always been the freddie mercury of the group so Has that's he? fine yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah that so. explains the t-shirt <laughs> <Yep>. yeah yeah <laughs> okay now i know why he's wearing that the incredible so, talent too yeah exactly well i know he's always always has been so so again you just don't ever know. You just got to look for opportunities. And when this first opportunity came, I kind of said to my wife, I go, 
do you think I should do this? And she's like, are you crazy? Even if you flop, what would you learn from it? Yeah. You know, it's always been fail forward. Fall on your face, at least you're another five feet down the road. Right? Well, authenticity <laughs> Pretty much. matters, too. People are tired of the scripted stuff. I mean, even when right. I see, when it's when people are, are starting to come up, it's, I've had people even come to us, which is very flattering, and say, how did you guys get started? Because at least we have a steady stream of listeners. Right. And I said, well, I knew a bunch of cool people, and I wanted other people to know them. There you go. Because I believe that they were right. good people, and I thought people I knew would like to get to know these people that I knew. I right. wanted to connect people. And it's that, there you go. It's that backwards thinking. You get these guys who are like, well, how do I become bigger? How do I become famous? I'm like, well, that's you, totally the wrong way to look at it because it's all about you. You can't start there. Yeah. No. If it's about someone else. And people have always asked me after 1,200 plus interviews, you know, what are the key things that you've learned from talking to all these people? And that's where my keynotes come in. I did some great keynotes, like I flown to cities and, and spoke in front of hundreds of people at companies and their big annual banquets and so forth. I was a keynote speaker at the Ironstone Concours. Um, I'll be speaking in uh, with a racing group here, Andy who runs the Sovereign Racing Organization out here, is going to have me talk to a, a group of racers in February. Um, and the key things I've learned from doing this is if you're always focused on giving something back, then exactly. eventually this will come back to you. It really will. And you just said it yourself, Dan. If you're talking with people and sharing their stories with others, and it's about them, people get that genuineness. Versus some podcasts you listen to, and it's kind of all, even the, the interviewer will not shut up. It's like, let the person talk. I hear you all the time. Would you just. <laughs> but it? enough about me. Let's talk about me. Okay, Nick. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that exactly. was the segue into Nick's life. No, so no, yeah, exactly. you, were, you were born what? Like yeah. A small, young, hairy child. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was born in the Cincinnati Zoo many, many years Here ago. You go. Exactly. That explains a Sasquatch look. Right? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Well, we we are shaving. in the Northwest. Lots of shaving. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, you know, I'm thrilled with this next opportunity where it will go. I, I don't know. I'm trying to do the best we can. I think the shows have gotten better. When we shot the first two, they were back-to-back. -back. We shot them pretty much the same day. We went up to uh, Lance Standard Shop Superformance. Oh, yeah. Got to drive a GT40. Got yeah. to see his incredible and meet some amazing people in his shop several of which uh, Rich and, uh, and Doug got to be guests on my show. Then we went over to Nick Hunsiker's shop, uh, the artist, Nick Hunsiker, which produces some cool things. Got to do his show, which was very – I wanted to do very different shows. Then we went to WFO, which is this week's show, the one that ran yesterday. He built these off-road monstrosities, like rock crawlers and stuff. I got to drive this Jeep with an LS engine in it and, you know, incredible stuff. And then uh, straight-up dubs, uh, Joey, this guy who has a place out in the country that restores old vintage VW bugs, buses, campers, Gias, 356 Porsches. So, and we've got some new ones coming up that we're going to go shoot in two weeks that are going to be completely different. So we'll see where it goes. I mean, it, we're trying hard to do the best we can with the budget that we have because it's somewhat limited, but this is a start. But and, you can and you're editing all these at night, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done some video stuff, but no, I'm leaving that. We have experts that do that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we have camera guys that come in. And, yeah, and that's the weird thing. You show up on the set, right? And you drive in and there's all these people there waiting for you. It's a very weird, surreal, okay, I'm here. Okay, what are we going to do? And <laughs> But Make sure we treat him well. He's our paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Sure. But but having a marketing background and a visual background that I have, I get to see this way I own my own show versus I'm on a network where I'm just a, a paid talent. I use that term very loosely. <laughs> I said that for you, Nick, just so you didn't have to say Air it. Air quotes, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So uh, we get to do whatever we want. 
we can produce whatever we want. So it's our show to do. And then later down the road, when you own that show, you can do what you want. You can put it on my YouTube channel. Uh, you can sell it off to other people. Go back, re-edit it, make it into something different. Oh, so you own the show and then you sell it to the network. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm the executive producer owner. Uh, Leonard is my co-executive producer. So the show okay. belongs to Cars. Yeah, it's my brand. It's me. It's, yeah, everything about That's it. Interesting. And then I s- just surround myself with talented people that can figure out how to make me look the best I can possibly look, right? <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of makeup. A lot of <laughs> I actually asked the first show, I go, don't I get any makeup? And they just went. No, it's not in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to shine. Yeah, I do. I do shine. You're shine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's it's a fun adventure, and it's just the next step. And where it goes from here, we'll see. But and that's on MAV TV. You can MAV go to MAVTV.com. MAVTV.com. You can check yeah. it out. You can follow me on uh, social media. I'm out there everywhere, as you guys know. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Cars, I, yeah. Uh, all my shows are on YouTube now, so I'm put, posting all my audio. There's nothing to see other than the picture of the guest, but you can listen on YouTube if that's your device. That's the great thing about what you're doing and I'm doing is people can listen anytime, anywhere. Yeah. They can pick these things up wherever it is. You're on an airplane, you're bored. You don't like the person you're next to, put on your headset and say, <laughs> or sorry. Or if you happen to sit down next to Mark Green on an airplane and just don't want to listen to him don't on the airplane, to him you can again. listen to him. Yeah. In the, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's you're happened. more interesting online. Bye. Yeah, yeah. bye. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk to me. I don't like looking at you. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. So, this is ruining my experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You've changed everything for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So, you know, that's the future for you guys. I can see you on TV. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, so we goes back to our motivation for getting mostly on video is actually because I want to appeal more to my deaf audience, but <laughs> there's just go. not a lot of options out there for that. So Yeah, exactly. Well, our, our mutual friend Jason uh, Tang, who's been a guest on my show, yeah. uh, first uh, he can hear with his implants, but technically a deaf person, having him on the show was really kind of cool. And I got a lot of feedback from that because, you know, there's a definite uh, way he speaks because he's been deaf most of his life. And I ended up getting his email saying, hey, thank you for having somebody from that community on your show to show that they can be a part of normalcy, I guess. And maybe well, that's Jason's a, a huge part, a car guy and part of oh, the Northwest. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Giant. Yeah, giant. So uh, I was really honored to have him on the show, too. I think that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, he's a great guy and a friend. Yeah. Well, yeah. well I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time. I know it's quite a drive up here, but... Um, you know, we wish you nothing but the best. Well, thank um, you. you. know, and, and Cars, obviously, they can find you. If, if they if they Google Cars, yeah, your website's going to come up, your Facebook, uh, CarsYeah.com. Facebook is Facebook at, I'm probably. Cars, yeah, Car- and Mark Green with an and E Mark and Green. the Green. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Instagram is Cars, yeah, podcast. Twitter, Cars, yeah, podcast. Uh, again, YouTube. Uh, all my shows go up on LinkedIn. I mean, I try to put, the, my whole thing is promote my guests. Yeah. So I always try to always promote my guests, that anything I post, anything I put out there. And I tend to be pretty prolific, as you've seen on social media. <laughs> Probably. Uh, you know. you, you've adapted well to the lifestyle. Your, 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 your son came up for you. Don't worry. I, I was going to say, so. and in person, too, because we run into you all over the country. <laughs> well, when I get, yeah, and hopefully I'll be going to more events, too. But um, every time I call the airport and ask if my jet's ready, they just go, quit calling oh, us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop no, doing that. No, it's not. You yeah. know, Move not, along, sir. Yeah, not yet. Not Move yet. Along, but yeah. uh, that is, that's another piece of it. You guys, and you've seen it when you're in Scottsdale, is people will start to recognize you for that thing. And where you start to leverage that to get guests on your show and open doors to go and do other things. And, you know, we're mobile here. I mean, here we are at Drivers Club, and you can do this anywhere. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can go podcast from anywhere in the world. So you become this flexible, moving machine 
All you need is an internet connection and a computer. I don't know if you've seen it. We have a 42-inch long gun case. It's a hard case. That's that where we keep everything. Because it well, was I was wondering what the gun case behind you, in case I... That's why I was afraid if, if I didn't do... don't go well. Well, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you get chased out of the building. It becomes a shotgun uh, wedding. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I needed a case to hold everything all at once, and I couldn't find anything. I was like, you know what? This is perfect. No, that's brilliant. 42-inch long gun case. That's brilliant. Yeah, it exactly. It travels, yeah, yeah, and everything's protected, so uh, yeah. it's great. So, no, this has been a, a real pleasure. I'm glad you can convinced me to make the trek up here yeah it's a little bit of a drive but that's okay it's been really fun and uh again to doug and amanda for being so gracious for letting us do this at their event Uh, i'll make sure on my page and my social media i'll post a lot of stuff about who these guys are these buffoons i'm talking with today (laughs) (laughs) hey those are monkeys thank you (laughs) oh baboons is that what i said i've been called worse by better i'm sure you have i'm sure you have but in all uh seriousness this has been great you guys are really doing a fantastic job and considering it really has not been very long I mean, you've got this dialed in, and it's fun. It's enjoyable to listen to. So, uh, you know, keep up. All it is hard work, right? That's that's thanks to Dan. He's the hard worker. I'm just the talent. Oh, <laughs> no, I see. No. Yeah. I see. Our Long guests day. have a good time. We have a good time. It works well, out. The, the yeah. whiskey helps, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> always always a little nip does help, but uh, fantastic facility. I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be here. And, uh, you know, what I want to do is come back in a year, do this again with you guys. Absolutely. And, you know, you're in the hundreds of shows, and you're famous and rock stars, and <laughs> I can go, I'm not worried. If you can get to us, yeah. I mean, by then, that it's just going to be. Yeah. There's a I mean, lot of doors to we get could through have, here. We could have tens of fans by then, so tens. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've got so. teens. Oh, so, teens. Yeah, yeah, that's something to strive towards. That's weird. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh. yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that, yeah. Okay, yeah. That didn't sound good at all. You know it's bad when I go, ooh. ooh. <laughs> See, that's why you got to be careful what you say, because now it's going to be out there forever. <laughs> Uh, Mark, that Mark Green guy. Yeah, boy, that Mark Green guy. I mean, yeah. uh, ever what? since he went to TV, he just went down. No. Yeah, everything goes bad once you Absolutely. go to TV. So, no, I appreciate the time. Appreciate you letting me tell my story here. It's been great. And well, we knew it would be an interesting story. That's why we had yeah. you on. So. And one thing I want to bounce out there is for all your listeners is I have a little gift for them. If they come to my website and they click on the free book button on carsyad.com, I will send them my free ebook, which is called Filler Up. It's a really cool book of pictures of, are you ready for it? Gas cap filler caps. Now, it sounds a little boring, but it's pretty darn cool because you walk the lawns. I was going to say, our audience audience is like, oh, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. And I've laced in there some wonderful quotes because I'm big on mantras and slogans and quotes of past guests of Cars Yeah. And what that does is kind of opens the door to my blog for you. I do a blog that my rule is you can read it in a minute. No long diatribes here that are focused on cars and business. And also you get a recap every week of my show. So, uh, and eventually there's going to be some fun. In fact, I brought you guys some cars. Yes. TV swag. I got to give you that after oh, the show. So. Well, that that's fine. You, you, we, we never we'll, wear. We'll gladly sell out. It's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. What do I see in here? I see Haggerty. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I need my Haggerty yeah, jacket. I got to call. Talk to Ashley. Call Ashley. Ashley will hook you up. I got to call Ashley and McKeel Haggerty about that. So, but at any rate, no thanks. It's been great, guys. Appreciate it. Well, for episode sixty-two, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. I'm Mark. Oh yeah, that's right. You're Mark. That's right. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. There you go. There you go. Thanks, guys. (laughs) See ya. Thanks, all.